The following talk was given at the Insight Meditation Center in Redwood City, California. Please visit our website at audiodharma.org. So I come to this <clears throat> last talk on a little bit of my story, my story in the Dharma. And <clears throat> yesterday I came more or less to the the beginning of IMC here in Redwood, Redwood, Redwood City and being able to purchase this building that I'm sitting in. And we're able to do it out of the generosity of the sellers, the two ministers, Christian ministers who wanted us to buy the church because they also provided us with the necessary loan to buy it. And it would have been hard for us to have had the money. Also, it took a year and a half from the time that they told us that we were interested in selling it to us before they even showed us the building. And that worked really well for our mindfulness approach, just doing things mindfully, slowly, uh, uh, caringly. We kind of got ready and prepared for this process. And, and that was exceptional because in in this area back then, uh, you had to have made a bid for buying a property probably the day before it went on the market. It was that fast, you know, it had to be really quick. And so we didn't really have that ability. And and um, and uh, and also it wasn't the kind of our way of doing things. And, and it's important that we do things, buy things, move ahead, build our programs. On our in our community, all in a way that feels harmonious with uh, the practice we're doing, that's harmonious with being hopefully being relaxed, at ease, not pushing, not trying to make something happen for which there is no um, kind of momentum and delight and enthusiasm for doing. So after that, the long pe- period of uh, we bought the building and. And that was phenomenally beneficial for our community to have now this kind of blank canvas to grow our programs and to grow all kinds of things. And with that, our community grew. And um, both in numbers, but but also in uh, kind of the, the, the maturity of people's practice and uh, the different expressions of people's practice. Having a place like this allowed people to develop and grow in leadership, grow in generosity, grow in... Um, goodwill and and, uh, and friendships and Dharma friendships and uh, Dharma conversations and they became a kind of very rich kind of network of Dharma life that people now could participate in that uh, was really uh, uh, beneficial for everyone including myself and uh, and as it developed one of the really key aspects of this was uh, people's generosity and um, generosity as volunteers. And we had a huge number, we have a large, large number of volunteers. And um, and also people's generosity financially. And uh, we did buy the building with debt, mortgage. And I think within two or three years, we raised the money to uh, retire the mortgage and own the building outright. The same thing happened with IRC that um, we, we, you know, it's, there was a wellspring of generosity, wellspring of support, and, and uh, in 1990, in 2005 was about the time we started to be serious about looking for a retreat center, 
And um, and so we started the search, and and um, and a lot, as we went along, uh, 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 it took a long time. It took about five, six years of searching and looking, but that also was beneficial for us. It prepared us for it, and eventually we were able to uh, raise enough money, and uh, and then we were able to buy the building, and we had a mortgage at first. And, uh, and a variety of things happened that uh, I think probably within, um, I would say, um, six years, that mortgage was put to rest, including the tremendous generosity of some of our, some of our uh, big donors. And, um, but also for uh, thousands of people from all over the country that uh, really, want, really were inspired by our model of generosity. And uh, and for these last you know twenty four years now or so uh, that I or twenty plus years of li- of practicing here in IRC, uh, I've been inspired over and over and over again by the generosity of the community and how much support there is, and it's been part of my uh, certainly vision of having a community a Dharma community where that's the case. Because I feel I believe that Dharma practice unfolds best where it's all voluntary, and it's all given freely to the people who come, and so this ability to give freely by everyone uh, is beneficial. It's a, it's a gift to ourselves to do that, and so it's a gift to others. And this mutuality of giving and receiving, and how they're all kind of folded together, is such an inspiring thing. In this, uh, to see it operating in this community is is uh, one of the great experiences of my life. And um, so we were here and we were able to start developing programs. The community was maturing and as they mature, we developed more programs and for, to match the maturity of where people are at. And, um, and, and a vision grew of being able to uh, support people in the Dharma and this practice uh, in all areas of their life. I kind of expand outwards and keep developing. And certainly the retreat center was one way of doing that. At some point it became clear that uh, to mature further, people are really ready to have easy access to retreats and to sit with us and, and, uh, and to mature there. And um, it became very successful, the retreat center. In some ways it does, the, the idea of easy availability of, of offering retreats freely was fulfilled because to rent facilities, which we did before that, was so much more expensive and it would have been more and more out of their reach to do as many retreats as we do every year. And um, so it's phenomenal that we have this beautiful retreat center. We developed a study center, not IMC particularly, but this community, and we have the Sati Center for Buddhist Studies, which is thriving and kind of grew slowly and now it's thriving over the last few years. Uh, one of the great things that uh, rose out of here was uh, because we had this place partly and it was possible to vision more for new things uh, with the study center, Sati Center of Buddhist Studies, after uh, 2001, uh, September 11, 2001, um, that had a huge impact on me. And I, at some point I felt, I was walking on the beach someplace thinking about this. And, um, and I thought, you know, this had such a big impact on me that uh, it, it, it's going to do. It's going to actually be a kind of continuation of the violence if I'm not changed by this event, changed for the better. And uh, somehow something has to change and be different after that 
horrendous event. And um, and I said, what, well, how sh- how do I want to be different? How do how do I, this the scene, this Dharma communities that I'm involved in? How can we be different after something like this? And after in that walk on the beach, I decided, oh, uh, let's start a Buddhist chaplaincy program. Let's. Uh, I learned just enough about chaplaincy that how, what a deep spiritual caregiving it is to people who are not just Buddhists but all walks of life in the times of the greatest crisis in their lives um, that they go through in in uh, hospitals and in prisons and in hospices and many different places. Chaplains kind of meet. Uh, they're like firefighters. They run towards the fire. Chaplains go towards some of the greatest suffering that humans have that other people may sometimes pull away from. And I, so we started a chaplaincy program, an introduction to Buddhist chaplaincy. And it's not a full-fledged professional chaplaincy program, but it opened the door. It has been for now for 20, more than 20 years. It's continued, and it's one of the bright lights of my life, the fact that we opened this door to the world of spiritual caregiving to so many people who come and do the training. And, and that, that program has developed now into a, not only an in-person program, but a second online person uh, program. And then to, I did it partly to support the continued maturity of this community, uh, the IMC community, because I felt that we had to learn, we had to develop people who grew in spiritual care, in compassion, expressions of their compassion. And we had a community of people to caretake for. People were dying and getting old and going through their own crises. And I felt that we important to develop, that was, we grew to develop a, a, a community that also could care for each other with all the different things. And, um, and so um, it's been a, a, a phenomenal pleasure, joy for me, and a growth for me to become, see my own practice, my own generosity, my own letting go, my own clarification of my intentions, clarification of my mind, um, of my heart, to watch it in this kind of rich, rich world of Dharma growth that we have. And I feel so grateful to be able to be so much opportunities now to develop teachings and develop programs and to allow people to grow and develop and expand outwards and fill in the gaps of what it means to be a fully developed you know, Buddhist practitioner, or fully developed human being in this world. And how we've supported different people to individuate in different ways. Uh, because we offer so many different things that to kind of support for direction, people to go in different directions. and. And I think one of the really uh, impactful things of this growth of this community over these years is my phenomenal appreciation of the individuals who I encounter, the phenomenal uh, appreciation of the uniqueness of each person um, as they follow this path of awareness, of mindfulness, of care and compassion. Um, the um, there's one thing to offer teachings, another thing to take those teachings and personalize them and each person for their own kind of path through life to find how to support that and, and coming to really appreciate the beauty of everyone and the sincerity of people and, and how each person has this beautiful unfolding that is their own. 
And uh, it's not a cookie-cutter kind of approach, though sometimes the teachings might sound that way, just do this, follow the breath or something. But it's not, the, uh, it's not cookie-cutter. It's, it's really, it's, it's opening a breathing room and space for everyone to find out kind of who they are and who they are in this complicated world and how we participate in this world in a rich way. And, uh, you know, I set myself up many years ago to set my, I dedicated my life to try to make this world a better place, to come to the end of suffering in this world. And uh, in the scale of suffering in this, in this world, you know, perhaps I've just done a drop, maybe not even a drop of difference. But I feel that it's phenomenal what has grown and developed uh, over these years with so many people stepping up to support and to practice and to de- dedicate it that uh, uh, I never would, would have, when I set myself, my dedication to kind of to alleviate suffering in the world and make that the central focus of my life, um, the, um, I, I could never have imagined that how much we've been able to do here. And now, uh, as we continue uh, with our community and now the expanded community of so many people like you all um, spread out across the globe, spread far and wide, uh, it's very exciting for me to see how it grows and how now there's new potential. Um, During the pandemic, we expanded our potential with this, with technology, being able to do this now uh, online and reach more people and we have now a whole kind of uh, uh, online retreat center. We call it Insight Retreat Online that is offering retreats for people online that have been very, very impactful. And so to watch this growth and this development, and now I find myself still quite inspired what we're doing here and quite inspired by this, my role as a visionary and quite inspired by the potential that's still here and how we're still growing and developing in this field of generosity. And it's very important for us to do it in a dharmic way, in a way that's relaxed and doesn't force anything. But uh, I take delight in the day-to-day of what we do here and the momentum of, and I'm curious, very curious and interested in discovering where we go next and how we continue growing and developing in this phenomenal community now of growing number of teachers, growing number of practitioners, growing a number of mature people. And, um, and uh, I look forward to the chance to continue benefiting this world and alleviating suffering wherever we can. So thank you uh, very much for allowing me to speak this for the last two weeks and I do wish that I had uh, taken time to take questions from you, and I'm going to look for an opportunity for that sometime over the next period, and um, uh, where I can find some freedom. And we'll do one of these, some freedom of time, to be able to um, maybe take some time at the end of this to have one of the community meetings we've had. And the next opportunity, we'll do it. Um, I'm going to be away on retreat next week, so Matthew Brensilver will be here next week. And then I'll be back for one week, and then uh, not here be the last week of, uh, of the year. So, thank you 
very much. And, um, and I look forward to our continuation.